no spam. I, I come back around to it every day because I hate spam. Spam is, uh, it's not good. It tastes terrible in so many ways. It tastes terrible in my inbox when I see spam. It tastes terrible in my mouth when I eat it. Welcome to Tim Talks, the podcast helping the independent musician online. If you're looking to build your web presence, expand your reach, grow your email list, and sell more of your music on the internet, then this is the podcast for you. With short and actionable episodes every Monday and Thursday, Tim Talks is all about demystifying social media, digital marketing, and all things online business for indie artists. Let's dive in. For this month's giveaway on Tim Talks, I'm really excited to be doing a drawing for an M-Audio Axiom. If you're wanting to have a rock-solid controller for your studio, or even when you play live, check out freemusicgift.com and find out how you can win this keyboard in our April drawing. You'll have to hurry because the drawing is only open for three weeks, so head on over to freemusicgift.com. You can even increase your chances of winning by sharing with a friend. Find out more again at freemusicgift.com. One of the things I'm learning about podcasting is that it's very difficult to sit in front of a microphone and talk. I mean, it's not difficult for me to talk. I'm a very long-winded person. But it's very difficult for me at times to um, to really be clear. And I, and so I have to always type out some notes. I, I, I highly suggest if you get into podcasting that you always get your thoughts together and, and you have some sort of a script in front of you. And um, sometimes, you know, I, I get off the cuff a little bit or go off the cuff, whatever the phrase is. And um, many people probably don't know this about me, but I'm very strange. I can be pretty crazy, oddball, a little hyper, and um, you probably catch my hyperness a lot on some of this stuff, but um, here I am going off the script, as you can tell. But um, anyway, sometimes I wonder, you know, how much should I edit? How much should I edit? How much should I leave in? Um, it's kind of an ongoing struggle that I that I face at times as a podcaster, but I want to give value, so I don't want to distract you, and I don't want fluff in these episodes, but I would love for there to be a little bit of uh, entertainment value, if, if there is any entertainment value in some of the weirdness that I have. Um, you know, I'm primarily a teacher, I'm primarily a coach, but um, if, if there are moments that I can at least, at least, like that right there, do I want to edit that out? I don't know. If there are moments where I can at least um, just kind of be a little bit more transparent, I think that's probably helpful. But if not, I'll go back to editing it out and polishing it up. So, um, But you know what? Maybe you can let me know in our show notes today. Leave a little comment. Let me know what you think about my strange um, tangents, um, especially in this episode, since you've probably not been exposed to that yet. So, um, okay, let's, let's go ahead and go back to our content. All right. The four different, the four very different kinds of email marketing are um, really important to understand. We talked in the last episode again about the the frequency. How often should you send out emails? But you know, it's really important to really get to the heart of it um, in terms of your content. You know, because if you're sending out if you're sending out a lot of emails and it's bad, that's really really not a good idea because you don't want to bug people if your stuff is bad. You know, that's a very obvious thing, right? Um, so your content has to inform how often you send out emails. So um, I would suggest if you're just getting started and you're not great at writing or copywriting um, and, and being persuasive in your emails, you don't want to do a whole bunch. Um, but you know it really depends on your content strategy as we talked about. So with scheduled broadcasts, that was the first category, um, we're talking about something that goes out regularly, right? But as far as what is in those, it could be a number of different things. So what should you put in your broadcasts, your scheduled ones? 
I like to think of scheduled broadcasts as having unique content, something that's different from um, whatever content is on your website that you're um, hoping to drive engagement towards. Okay, so for example, if you wrote a blog post on your site, or if you did a YouTube video, or if you did a podcast episode, when you send an email out, um, when you send a broadcast out to your list promoting that piece of content, you could um, have a little extra stuff in your email broadcast that you know really drives people towards that content and keeps them hooked and engaged and intrigued into what your content is. And that's that's a really great way to do it. Um, you know, because some people don't love reading long emails. And so that was the next category, the blog post broadcast type of, of email marketing, um, which is not bad, but it's it's not really my style. Blog post broadcasts are when you syndicate a blog post to your list, as we covered in the last episode. And in that, if you, if you think about it, there's no there's no real engagement that you're, that you're re, I mean, obviously they can read it right there. They're engaging um, right there in their inbox, but it's not going to drive engagement beyond that outside of their inbox. It's really more about delivering value. If you're doing a blog post broadcast, you still need to be delivering value. So at this point, it's great if you are a fantastic writer and you're, and you're really, um, you're really writing great blog posts, um, like an author would be doing. Um, a lot of value, a lot of, I mean, you don't have to be an author. Let me just come back around and say this about the author thing. You could really just be teaching something or having some sort of persuasive copy in your blog posts that goes out and then everyone who loves what you do, they can sign up for your blog posts to, uh, to receive them in their email. So that's just so different than a, than a, a newsletter or a broadcast that goes out, a scheduled broadcast. All right, the third one, was the marketing e-blast category. And this, these are very different. You know, we talked about Groupon. We talked about Zulily, Living Social. And um, as far as content in a marketing e-blast, it's not really about content. It's more about the offer. It's more about what you're selling, uh, what you're giving away, what you're trying to really um, engage people in. And this is why most marketing e-blasts have a lot of images because you, you want to get the person's attention. It's not about the copy necessarily. I mean, you do want to have good copy. You do want to have good text, but you don't, um, you're not sending a plain email like you would in an autoresponder sequence, which we'll get to in a second. So in a marketing e-blast, it's all about the offer. It's all about getting attention. And um, when it comes to marketing e-blasts, there are some thoughts I have on this for you. I think I said in the last episode that, uh, you know, the question would be, how often should you send out an e-blast like this, and I answered you like this, probably hardly ever. Um, many people I've seen, they write their emails though like they are marketing e-blasts. They, they have a very intriguing graphic, they have uh, some, some sort of update, some news, hey, got a new album in iTunes, whatever it is that they put in there as far as um, what they're selling, what they're trying to drive engagement towards. It's not content-centric, it's, it's an offer-centric. I don't know if that makes sense, um, it makes sense to me. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not, but but think of it like this. Content-centric material is is really about the value that's innately in it, in itself. It's content-oriented. It's some sort of valuable teaching or how to do this or a step-by-step thing or um, or something like that. Um, or, or, you know, if it's something in terms of music or art, it could be just something so valuable like a, like a video, um, an interesting mashup or something like that. Uh, perhaps an interview, a behind-the-scenes kind of thing that where you talk about the song, maybe a song story, 
there's a lot of different ways you can go on the content side, but usually the content itself is free. You're not selling the content. Okay, that, that, that's, the, that's one of the main distinctions here. And then on the other side, when you have an offer, something that's offer-centric, um, you're, you're literally letting someone know that you've just released an album and they can go buy it, or you have a new class that's starting soon and they can go enroll, or you have um, a new book that's coming out and they can go buy it at Amazon. You know, that's um, an awareness thing. That's You can definitely do a, a direct response type thing in terms of a call to action, uh, with with some scarcity, saying, hey, it's only going to be available for the next few days, you know, whatever you want to do there. But that is an offer-centric type of material. So you got the, the value, the con- I'm sorry, the content on one side and the offer on the other. And both are valuable. I'm not saying that one is better than the other. It's just the one you're, you're selling and one is, one is you're giving value for free. Um, in order to build a relationship and in order to build engagement and an audience, which down the road leads to sales, conversions, and enrollments, and you know all that kind of stuff. So let's talk about uh, when should you send a marketing blast? Should you ever? And I said probably hardly ever, but what I really meant was um, to your list. And this could get a little confusing here. There are ways that you can get on someone else's email list. I'll give you an example. New release Tuesday. Dot com, I think is their address on, online. They are a uh, independent music, well, not independent. They are just a, basically a music website for Christian musicians, Christian artists. And they send out something every Tuesday. And they have a very broad um, offering package for different kinds of advertising. And as an artist, you could go and do any number of different things. One of those things is you could um, do a, a send out an e-blast to their email list, which has... I don't know how many subscribers now. It's, it's got to be over 100,000 people on it. You could send out a marketing e-blast to that list in order to um, increase engagement into what you're doing. And this is more of an awareness campaign. This is an ad. Um, so you would want to have your email not necessarily selling something, but driving engagement to an offer. Maybe it's a free offer, like get my latest EP for free here. You know, And, and you have a very compelling marketing e-blast that, is going out to their list. And their list is used to that kind of thing because that's what they do. They send out marketing e-blasts. So there are ways that you can get on other people's uh, email lists as far as, I'm sorry, there are ways that you can send to other people's email lists, I should say. And that can really, really drive engagement. Well, I'll probably uh, commit a whole episode to that. That's called list renting. And it's just a very different kind of marketing in terms of email. But for you and your list, I would say you do not need to be doing those kinds of, of emails because they're really reserved for big companies, uh, big content, um, big media companies. And um, you're an artist, you're probably a solopreneur, and you're wanting to um, connect with your fans in a more personal way. So that leads us to the next one, autoresponder sequence. Um, autoresponder sequences are, as we talked about, they can be any number of different emails in a particular sequence as far as going out over a certain amount of time. Um, But I think that what makes autoresponder sequences valuable is that you send them out and you're hoping to drive engagement in terms of winning someone over and to um, introduce yourself to them. They usually happen when someone first signs up to an email list and um, they can go three, five, six, seven different emails out and you can space out how often they go out. But my suggestion on 
email autoresponders, keep them like an email from, from you to a friend. And, um, and then build a story over the sequence. Um, share value and share um, a story and keep them engaged by, by doing something that is all connected into a series of emails. But guys, it's all about building a relationship for, for us as artists, as indiepreneurs, indie artists who, who are wanting to build up an audience around our art. It's always about um, sending value and, and, and building trust and building reciprocity and, um, and really making fans that way. And so the best way to do that is to build relationships. So whenever you send out an email, make sure that it's relational and personal and, um, and that, again, you're always answering the question, what is in it for them? If you're struggling to get signups on your email list, and if you're feeling overwhelmed with the technical side of starting and managing your email marketing, I'm excited to announce a new private membership site that I've developed called GrowYourEmailListFast.com. This web-based video course with five modules is designed to help you go from step one to step done when it comes to starting and growing your email list. Visit GrowYourEmailListFast.com and grab the first two modules of this five-part course for free. Again, head over to GrowYourEmailListFast.com. Go to our show notes, theindependentmusician.com forward slash 13, number 13, and we'll have all the show notes for everything discussed here, and uh, you'll see um, right there also in the blog a way that you can enter the drawing. I'm going to start putting those widgets into our blog post show notes so you can see it and, and easily join and, and uh, spread the word on the drawing. But our action items are quite simple. I have um, four laws of email awesomeness, and with these, I have some action steps for you. Number one, the number one law is no spam. No spam. No spam, no spam, no spam. Spam is bad. Spam, I hate. I hate spam anyway. I hate spam in multiple ways. <laughs> um, you need to know that when you, as, as a uh, personal, personal you at gmail.com, whatever your personal email address is, when you put together a list of friends and you send out some sort of email about an upcoming show, and then you begin to do that on a regular basis, that is teetering on spam because um, you're sending people marketing emails that they didn't ask for. Spam is basically defined as something uh, that they didn't ask for. You're sending someone something they didn't ask for. That's what spam is. Spam isn't about how often you, you, you email someone. I mean, if you're emailing someone like five times a day, that's going to get annoying, and then they're going to unsubscribe, um, rightly so. <laughs> but um, and that they could say, hey, stop spamming me because that's annoying. So that's fine if they want to interpret that as spam. But spam really is about sending something they didn't ask for. So if someone opts into a list that's about learning how to write songs, for example, I have a product called Songwriting Good to Great. And if I were to um, email a very different thing to that list, promoting something else that isn't about songwriting, that is technically spam. So I'm very careful um, about that. And you don't want to get shut down anyway, because when people start to flag your emails as spam, um, it's going. You're, you could get your account shut down because Mailchimp, at the end of the day, if it's Mailchimp or Aweber or whoever it is, they care more about their business than you. So uh, they don't want to get shut down. So they're going to shut you down first. Okay. Um, so no spam. Law number one. And um, so the action step with that is to go get an email 
service, an email marketing service as soon as you can if you don't have one yet. And you can sign up for free at MailChimp or you can try your first month with AWeber for free as well. And um, I have a lot of stuff on our site about that that you can find at theindependentmusician.com. Okay, law number two, always, always send value. Even if you're selling something, even if you're um, letting someone know about um, something that's released on iTunes or something like that, always add something that's valuable that they can read and take away and go, wow, that's valuable. I so love getting an email from that person, that artist. You want them to love getting an email from you. If all you do is, is make them aware of something like, hey, FYI, tomorrow I'm sending out uh, blah, 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 and, and you don't even have a link or something to, to drive engagement, and it's just a pure text email that says, I'm just making you aware, that is not valuable. That's, there's no value there. There's no reason for them to uh, even open that. It's wasting their time. But if you have something in there, even if you're, I'm not saying don't sell. I mean, you guys, if you're, if you're going to follow me long enough here, you're going to know that I'm a big fan of selling, especially um, one of the episodes in the recent past here, uh, Why Artists Don't Make Money. I don't know if you've heard that one yet or not. Um, it's because they don't know how to sell. But that's not what we're talking about here. Um, even, in a, even in an email where you're selling something, you want to add value. You might have a little PS or something that says, hey, and I have this free thing over here, and uh, here are five different da 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 you know, something of value. And listen, if you guys receive emails from me and you're seeing something in an email that is contradicting the things I'm saying, please let me know because I'm trying to be better as an email marketer myself. So if you see an email from me that doesn't have value in it innately, please, please, please let me know. I want to... Um, I want to change, but I always try to have some sort of link anyway, because, you know, just a plain email that has nothing in there, doesn't help anyone in terms of engagement. Um, and a little tip here, by the way, when someone clicks on a link in your email or when someone replies to your email, that, um, makes your emails a lot more deliverable to them. So, um, just a little tip there. I'll talk more about that some other time. All right. That's uh, law number two. And the action item there is, um, Learn how to be a person of value. <laughs> okay. Um, also, law number three. This one's really important. Law number three is be conversational. Be conversational. You want to build and keep a relationship with your with your subscribers, with your fans. You want to turn them into super fans on the long the long haul. And uh, to do that, you need to ask them how they're doing. You need to um, increase your um, interest in them. I like to ask questions in my emails. You've probably seen it from me if you're subscribed to our list. Like, how are you doing? I, I'm really meaning that. You know, when I get an email that when someone replies to me on that, I love it. And I, and I try to get an engaged conversation going. I usually try to reply to that one, just me and them, one-on-one. Do that with your fans. Do that with the people who subscribe by, by being conversational, by asking questions like, hey, how are you doing in blank? You know, whatever your niche is, whatever um, whatever niche you've carved out for yourself, whatever your unique message is, there are things that you have that resonate with others, that resonate with your subscribers. Otherwise, they would not have signed up. So engage them in a conversation about that thing, okay? Be conversational. You want to build and keep a, life, a lifelong relationship. All right, that's law number three. Law number four, I, I sort of tricked you, I'll be, I'll be honest. Law number four is no spam. I come back around to it every day because I hate spam. Spam is, uh, it's not good. It tastes terrible in so many ways. It tastes terrible in my inbox when I see spam. It tastes terrible in my mouth when I eat it. <laughs> okay. All right. 
that's the four laws of email awesomeness and uh, your action steps. If you head over to theindependentmusician.com forward slash 13, you can see some uh, different email providers there um, that I've been covering in this series, whether it's MailChimp, AWeber, Entreport, um, GetResponse, whoever they might be. Head over there and um, sign up. I'd love to know, too, if you are um, signing up for any of these services. I'd love to know from you. I'd love your feedback. How is this going in in your um, marketing pursuits as an independent musician? Are you building an email list right now? Are you um, doing well with that? Um, How can I help you? Leave your comment in our show notes today. Uh, Reply to our emails if you're subscribed to our list. And um, also... um, if you want to take a deeper dive into this whole email thing, go to growyouremaillistfast.com and you can get the first two modules of that course for free, as I've said um, earlier. So again, that's growyouremaillistfast.com. And that is it for this episode. Episode 13 is now officially wrapped up. Guys, I want you to win this M-Audio MIDI controller. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be so cool. Seriously. Um, I want it. You know, I feel, I feel funny that I buy these things for you and I don't get to use them myself. That's because I like you. It's because I like you. All right, that's freemusicgift.com. Share the word, spread the love, or share the love, spread the word, whatever the phrase is. And until then, we'll see you right here next time on Tim Talks. <laughs>